Hi, uh, welcome to A Visitor's Guide to Springfield. Um, it's it's so good to have you here with us. It really is. Wait, me? Yeah. Greg, I'm talking specifically to you and the listeners. Oh. So welcome, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Um, a real quick update uh, up top, update up top of the show. Um, we are going to just let you know, if you enjoyed this podcast... Please rate and subscribe us on iTunes. Mm-hmm. We appreciate nice. it. Yeah. That'd be real nice. Also, send us fan mail. Send us love letters. Send us a winky face emojis. Appropriate love letters. Yeah. We're both spoken for. Lovely letters. Lovely letters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lovely letters of friendship. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. You can uh, email us at visitorsguidepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. You can also find us on Facebook. You can also find us uh, on Tumblr at springfieldvisitorsguide.tumblr.com And you can send us snail mail. Oh, at P.O. Box 123 Fake Street. Happy Town, USA. Get into it, guys. Well, what am I, Mark Marin? Get into oh, it. <laughs> we have a lot of listeners if we were Mark Marin. Uh, we would, but more importantly, we have great listeners. Fantastic listeners. Guys, enjoy the episode. Yep. Rate and subscribe. Bye. Bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome, welcome, welcome back. And when I say back, I mean back, as in we're back to A Visitor's Guide to Springfield, the podcast where a super fan sits down with a guy who's never watched The Simpsons, watched an episode, and then they talk about it. They talk about it. They talk about it together. We talk about it together. That's just because it's we, because it's us. It's me, I'm Greg Bach, I am your visitor. And I'm Tyler Menz, I'm your g g g g guy And I'd like to say uh, cheers to Tyler. Yeah, cheers to Greg. Cheers Yay. to Greg. Greg's drinking the whiskey. Mm-hmm. Greg's on. It's Fat Tuesday, everybody. Yep, it is Gigantor Tuesday. And I hope you get fun with your ponskis. Poonskis. Poonskis, ponskis. Uh, well, poonskis makes me ponsky, so. That's true. Uh, <laughs> if you're not aware of what a ponsky is or a poonski, first of all, uh, uh, the Polish people just like to eat jelly filled donuts. Yeah. Ick ein Berliners. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's, what, that's what they said when they walked into Poland. They're like, you ein Berliners now. <laughs> that's, uh, uh, it's a jelly-filled donut, traditionally a Polish yeah. delicacy. <laughs> delicacy? Uh, I think the, the term Polish delicacy sounds like a racial slur. <laughs> well, you know, my people, you know, they're my people, so I forgive you. Are you uh, Polish? You're I Polish. am Polish. I'm, I'm pretty much all of Europe, basically. Okay. Uh, but yeah, today is Fat Tuesday, which means tomorrow is Ash Wednesday, mm-hmm. which means Lent begins, which means we start eating fish on Friday. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, hell I mean, yeah. I eat fish all the time. I love fish. I like, I like a fish fry. I love a good fish fry. And you know what's interesting is how many people don't know what fish fries are there, which essentially is just going out to a restaurant, getting a bunch of deep fried fish, some french fries. Drinking some beer. Drinking some beer, getting some marble rye. La. Coleslaw. Polka music if you're if polka, you're down and dirty. Polka music indeed. In fact, I work at a place where we have that on Fridays. Every Friday. We fish fry, beer, and polka. That's my favorite fish fry, Greg's, Greg's workplace. Oh, my workplace? Can I mention it? Of course I can mention it. You, you can tell... The people at your workplace said it's my favorite. I can do that. We just won an award. 
Oh, really? For best fish fry at Lakefront Brewery. Ha! Ah! Good on you. Ah. So yeah, it's a uh, it's a tradition here in Wisconsin. All that stuff, uh, eating a lot on Tuesday, and then saying you're not going to eat a lot on Ash Wednesday and there mm-hmm. on. But basically, you make the promise, and then you break it. Yeah. Broken promises. Broken promises. Just <laughs> the Catholic story. <laughs> oh gosh. Send, send your letters to one two three <laughs> Fake, Fake Street. Street. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we've been gone for a while. Uh, we have not a planned break. Just kind of happens. Sometimes things happen. We got busy. And life happens. People. Life happens. And life happens. Not lice also happens. Yeah. Uh, life happens, and sometimes you got to grab life by the scruffs and just take that ride. And you, you, the the beauty people. Let me tell you, the beauty about this podcast is that these are all old episodes. Yeah. <laughs> We're not missing anything yeah. new, right? Yeah. So I mean, this is more... Us, unless you're missing us. Right. And this this uh, this podcast is, is really kind of a project, I feel like, in that you're getting to hear... Two yahoos. Two yahoos. Jib jab about the good show. Jib jab sounds like a slur. Mm. That sounds like something like, you old jib jab, what did you call me? (laughs) Polish delight. (laughs) That sounds like a hooker. (laughs) Oh, it probably is. <laughs> I went down to Warsaw, little Warsaw, and had myself Polish delight. Oh, I, I, I had some jib jam last night. <laughs> I would never believe it was so delicious. Uh, so yeah, unplanned break. Uh, yeah, but but we're good, back. good to be back in yeah. the in the in the spare bedroom. <laughs> in the spare bedroom, the show dogs are outside the door, and uh, we're drinking ginger beer and whiskey because we're two men. That's right. We're manly men. Because we need something to sweeten up our whiskey. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not that manly. That's right. So, Greg, we listened to a really great episode today. We watched it, too. We listened and watched. We, both, we, used, we used two of the six senses. <gasps> What's that sixth sense? Knowledge. Bow, 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 knowledge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we did. We watched, uh, what, what was the name of the episode again? Uh, Lisa's substitute. Lisa's substitute. Yeah, it was a, it's a very interesting episode. I like this. Deep, one. deep. Yeah, and like deep, connected deep. on all those levels, like family level, child, like like everything just seemed to, like with the exception of one storyline, which I didn't actually really care that much about. Yeah. But. Uh, but that storyline still made a point. Yeah, you're right. It does, in the, in the end it does make a point, but also I I, I really enjoyed where everything went. Like it, just, it it was it had a good flow, a good smooth to everything to it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, essentially, uh, Lisa goes to school and finds out that one of her teachers gets uh, Lyme disease, uh, which Mrs. Hoover Mrs. Hoover gets Lyme disease and. And, and I remember for a while, I mean, it's still something that happens. You still can get Lyme disease. You can still die from Lyme disease. But I remember, like, in the 90s growing up, I don't know if this was, if you remember this, because you grew up in Wisconsin as well, if people outside Wisconsin had this, but, like, Lyme disease was, like, a big scare. Yeah. Like, every, like, I don't know if, like, everyone was getting it or one person who was important got it, mm-hmm. but, like, I just remember being one day, like, not knowing what it was, and then the next day I was so afraid of ticks like I didn't know that like, I didn't know that really you had to basically strip down naked and spread yourself out in the woods to get a tick. Yeah, it's deer ticks too. Yeah, there were deer ticks. It's not it's not a normal run of the mill uh, fatty tick. I, I don't know what they're called like regular tick. It's it's specifically it's not the, Joe Schmo tick. Right. It's specifically the deer tick that'll give you um, uh, Lyme disease. 
Have you ever gotten tick? I yeah. Uh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I've had them on me. Here's the one thing. I that is ticks are the one thing that one of the few things that make me truly squeamish. Yeah. Like I if I ugh can't want to hear a horror story. Sure. So um, when Look, I was, I can't say no. When I was, uh, that's right. <laughs> no, thank no, you. No, thank you. Okay, next topic. Poonskis. Uh, <laughs> when I was starting to teach, uh, and I was do like substitute teaching. Yeah. I subbed in a um, in a in a kindergarten classroom, and a kid had like he's like I have a spider in my hair, and it was a tick, oh. and I had to take the tick. And I didn't know what to do with it, so I took two, like, building blocks, yeah. and I put it between, and I smashed it. <laughs> Did you break the building blocks before you actually killed the two? No, the t- yeah, I, that would be funny if, like, the block cut in half and yeah. the tick was just like, Ugh! Um, but the kids were like, why did you kill the spider? I was like, that's not a spider. That's a bad <laughs> bug. Yeah. Um, and then the same day, I was driving home feeling squeamish already and I felt like it felt you know how like when you get a bead of sweat just one bead of sweat that runs down a part of your body yeah I felt that but in reverse so it was it was a tick that was climbing up my pant leg and I had to pull over and I literally pulled over into apartment building complex and I like reached my hand down my pants because by that time it was like mid thigh I pulled it out and I just like started yelling and I tried I Flailing around, I look like a lunatic, <laughs> but I didn't get Lyme disease. I've had two ticks in my life, and both of them embedded. Mm. One oh, behind oh. my ear. Ew. Oh, yeah. And what's weird is when I feel behind my left ear, I can still feel. I don't know. It might not be a little bump. There's like a little bump there, scar like, tissue yeah, or something. Yeah. But then I had one on my ankle. What I found out is, if you're ever going in an area where you could get ticks, always carry clear nail polish. Take clear nail polish. If I find a tick, mm-hmm. paint over it, let it sit for a little bit, it'll suffocate them. Mm-hmm. And then you just rip them right off. Yeah, because you don't want to just pull them off because then they... Their heads get... Their heads get stuck, but also when you pull them off, they expel everything in them back into you, oh, which is how you get diseases. Yeah. So that also you can just take a building block and just smash it in your Whack. ankle. Until until you, like, kill the tick or until your ankle breaks. Or until you traumatize some children. Yeah. Um, so ticks. I don't know how Miss Hoover doesn't seem like an outdoorsy type. No, in fact, we find out later in the episode she doesn't have Lyme disease. She has what's co- it's called psychosomatic. <laughs> so it's all in her head. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's much more like Miss Hoover. Okay. So basically, Miss Hoover gets a, a Lyme disease, and they get a substitute teacher, Mr. Bergstrom, who's Played by Mr. Dustin Hoffman, the incomparable. The Hoffs. The Hoffs. I mean, legendary actor, very short temper, but does it for the Really? Art. Oh, yeah, he's got, there's great stories of him freaking out. Like, he's very one of those artists who doesn't, he doesn't take guff, suffers no fools. Sure. And. Why should he? I know, he's, he's Hoffs, And, uh, uh, he is Mr. Bergson. And one of the things I like about him most is, he comes in as a cowboy to, like, connect, which is great. But I, what I love is that when he writes his name, he writes, he says, two possible names, Mr. Nerdstrom. I love that. Like, I... Mr. Boogerstrom. Mr. Boogerstrom. I, I wish, was thinking Mr. Nerdstorm. I like that, yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I also loved his response to, like, Lisa's... You know, and there were no Jewish cowboys. He goes, but there were many Jewish. <laughs> cowboys. There were there were quite a few who who spent 
a lot of money. Like he just, <laughs> that, like like she like they set up that that mm-hmm. like, joke and then he knocks it down by mm-hmm. saying like, nope, there we're definitely Jewish cowboys. <laughs> Take that Hollywood. <laughs> uh, I just like that he already had it in his head like you can make fun of my name and I'll make fun of it for you. Like that takes away the the, the power the that brings the power yeah. back to him. Yeah, I wish someone would have told me that as a child. Yeah, no, make fun of yourself. Yeah. People will like you. Yeah. It'll seem affable and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I have mixed feelings on Mr. Bergstrom. Okay, go on. Mo- gen- generally, I like him, and I think he's a good influence on the kids. Was a little bummed he didn't follow any of the lesson plans, because that is a lot to take on now that Miss Hoover's back. Oh, that, 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 that teacher inside is still there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Like, he... I think he would be a great full-time teacher. I think so, too. But, like... Great history teacher. Oh, yeah. Just, great. I think, great teacher in general. Yeah. He's reading Charlotte's he, Web to them. He would inflame the children's desire to learn. Hmm. But that's not his life, Tyler. His life is a substitute. He must travel. He must go forth and see Not about things. that. Yeah. And Lisa... You know, the thing is, I don't know if Lisa... Like, Lisa develops... She didn't develop a crush on him, in my opinion. She develops, like, a love for him, like a like a parent. Like, by the end of the episode, I feel like she wants him to be her father. Mm. Yeah, I think that's what they were trying to do yeah. with the episode. But I thought it came across as, like, love. Like, she's infatuated with him. I definitely, I definitely think it was infatuation. I mean, I think you can be infatuated with someone and not be in love with them. I think you can be infatuated for other reasons. Hmm. But... I feel like at the end of the day, she didn't, you know, she may have been in love with, like, crush on him, but I think also, but when, I think what happened, like, to, for me watching it was seeing when it was Homer up against Mr. Bergstrom, she wanted to be with Mr. Bergstrom, like, I want to be with him as a, as a, as a, as a man. Mm. And, and like, sort of like, to me, like, I saw that as, I'd rather him be my father than you. Ah. Uh, and I think that's why, like, you know, when... Marge is talking about how she feels about Homer and Lisa's getting upset that she just can't talk to Mr. Bergstrom. And then when she finally, at the end of the episode, calls Homer a baboon, like she's getting upset, like she's displacing her anger about him being gone on him, on Homer. It's like, oh, she she wants, like, she wants, like, a, a real, like, cool dad. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. she wants the best of both worlds and she doesn't understand that. I mean, I don't know. But I don't felt, think she understands what she's got. Well, yeah. With home, with home dogs. <laughs> with home dome? <laughs> Old home bone. <laughs> uh, but I like the episode a lot because it just, um, I don't know, it, it was sweet. Mm-hmm. And it was very central and it portrayed everybody in good lights. And for the most part. Really a type of episode that, sh- it, it, that this is another one of those sneak peek episodes where it's like, oh, this is why the show is going to be great. This mm-hmm. is why people love the show. Yeah. So still an early season, but setting you up to be like, oh yeah, this is fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, ton tons of good bits. Yeah. The whole uh, uh, the whole not voting thing. No one voted for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Funny. The the voting portion. Yeah, it does have it, there's some interesting things. It does smack true of recent. I was while we were watching, I was like, I can't wait to get into this with Greg. Yeah. And it was like. Because I think this is the first time we've recorded since... The election. Yeah. Well, no, not since the no, election. since inauguration. Since inauguration, yeah. And definitely, um, 
can hear Tyler chopping. Sorry, us. I'm an ice chewer. You are an ice chewer. Nope. Resist the urge. We're sorry. trying to be classy. I know. I'm sorry. I'll edit that out. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. I don't want to hear you drinking. That's Greg, um, that's Greg blowing bubbles. <laughs> bubbles, get out of here. So, yeah, I mean, I just... Yeah, actually, the, 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 that tiny portion having to do with voting and campaigning, and the more I think about it, yeah, you're right, I did like it. It just, one, it, it was just very off the wall, but also it is very infuriating because it's completely applicable well, yeah. to what is going on right now. What did uh, Bart say at one point? He said, you'll never be, you'll never lose money. Oh, God, what did he say? He said something like... Um, You'll never lose money when you appeal to the lowest common denominator. Yeah, I mean, lose money or voter? Vote, like, he said money, but oh. I, I'm pretty sure he said well, money. The other, thing, that's... the other thing, too, is the one I thought was, was really interesting was during the little montage of, of campaigning. Is uh, it Ralph? Ralphie. Who's he, who's he going up against? Uh, Martin. Martin. Martin puts up a poster that says, A vote for Bart is a vote for anarchy. And then they pan over, and Bart's putting a poster that says, A vote for Bart is a vote <laughs> for, for anarchy. anarchy. I thought, yeah, it's really, you take you take the negative that people try to portray you as, and you just steal it. Yeah. And you say, you damn right, mm-hmm. I'm anarchy, I'm yep. craziness, I am change, yep. and let's take this hellscape ride together. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, the craziness... Doesn't always. Uh, I mean, he yeah. loses this one. Uh, yep. Gotta love Bart. Love Bart, but he doesn't deserve to be class president. And uh, unfortunately, Bart, Bart is Trump. Yeah, and uh, so that was just that was an interesting little section of the show, and 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 really out of. I mean, we're talking about ninety one, so you're not really talking about any elections that are happening at that moment, like the. The primaries probably wouldn't even be happening at that point. Yeah, actually, no. It's it's early 1991 at that point, so you wouldn't even know who's running for who's president at that point. It's Bush, uh, Bush, H.W. So there's no. I mean, that was back in the days where people didn't announce their candidacy the day after the election. So you had the president got 36 months, 48 months to govern, and then they said, "All right, who's going to be?" I mean, even still, like I, I doubt you probably even were having primaries at that point. Yeah, uh, if you, you got thirty six months to govern. Yeah, I mean they started campaigning like a year out. Yeah, so it just must have been for whatever sake. But regardless, it's very applicable to now. I mean that that mindset of um, craziness, appealing to that lowest common denominator and making them scream the loudest, is very much what we're in now. Yeah. Yeah, I called you the lowest common denominator. It's, it, you know, it, it's such a it's such a weird situation that we're in, because the people who did vote for Trump, like, I, what I what I'm seeing is all this a lot of like backlash and like people liberals saying like, and for good reason like well this isn't right but also like a lot of people are. I think there's a lot of dehumanization of people who of Trump voters. I think I think how we should be approaching them is yeah yeah they're misguided most definitely i i would agree that they're misguided but they're also people and like 
I don't, I think right now there's such a divide between the two sides. I agree with that, and I think that's part of the reason why he's in office is because I think a lot of those people who had legitimate questions on their own safety, mm-hmm. their taxes, mm-hmm. their lives got shut down for various reasons by various people, people mm-hmm. who shouldn't have been speaking in the first place to mm-hmm. them or on behalf of whomever. But we are where we're at now, and the problem is is... is they're not they're they're not winning gracefully. So what's gonna happen? I think this is what's gonna happen. And I, I spoke to some friends about this. In two thousand one, when the towers fell, from like two thousand one into two thousand two, it was all hail America. And Proud and and if you did not America. Yeah, you keep talking, I'll you, just sing that. Thank you, thank you. You saw these people who's like, you know, they, they dominated the news stories. And, okay, stop. They dominated the news cycles. They dominated the conversation. And if you weren't for America, you yeah. were against America. And that lasted even into 2003 when they If you were America. asking questions, you were against yeah. America. And which we see now. But from a very small moment. From a very small group, and they're not the they're not the majority, in my opinion. Even though they won, they're not the majority. Uh, no, there's but, three million people who. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, <laughs> but the that, that math adds up. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely some American math right there. Uh, but in 2003, when we invaded Iraq, you know that was that was once again stoked because we were going in with the almighty flag of America into a country that we thought did the wrong, but they didn't. So how long did it take? It was like 2004, 2005. I think around 2005, it was okay for people to start asking questions or be against it without seeming like they hated this country. Yeah. And I think what you're going to see now is, you know, we're fresh out of this. And those people who voted for him, who don't regret it, the ones who are still star-spangled awesome with him and think he's the greatest thing... I think they're going to come around too because I think you know if anything if 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 the last thirty two to thirty five days have have shown us anything, I think what's going to eventually happen is that welcome is going to be worn out and you really have to have some policy in place and you really have to yeah. show that you're doing something, uh, and and that goes for any president. Period. It doesn't matter who, which it doesn't matter which side of the aisle occupies those offices. It really just has to come down to what are you getting done, and right now nothing is getting done. I mean we've had some. Yeah, what has he done so far? Really, nothing other than a failed, a failed uh, uh, mission in Yemen, right. and uh, that's about extremely it. botched mission. Yeah. In Yemen. So I mean, and 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 my my point is is that I, it also be, he's tweeted a bunch, quite a bit. I mean, a great deal. The man, the man is he is a prodigious tweeter, uh, and I prodigiously tweet. At him a lot. Do you generally obscenities? I and it's not bec- and it's because I'm angry that a man who sits in the Oval Office is, is talking tweeting. about those things. Like, like we don't care what you th- your thoughts on Nordstrom, bro. Yeah, yeah. Or or Meryl Streep. We don't care. Yeah. Why, don't, why don't you Why don't you be a president? Yeah, be a president. Just be our be our president. Be our. Be everyone's president. Be our president. I, I like that. Just do it. it yeah. If you want to, you know. Yeah. But um, I have a feeling that... Do something good. I have a feeling that we're going to see a, a gradual backlash or one gigantic screw-up. I mean, 
we're gonna see a huge screw up coming our way, and that's that could be really bad. But yeah, I don't know. But the, I, po- I, but the oh, oh, a big on his behalf. Yeah, like he's All gonna right. do something like sixteen megaton ton dumb. You know, like just. Yeah, but. I don't know. I, I think to his base, he can do no wrong. Like, even if he is, cheated on his wife or something like Clinton did, I don't... He wouldn't be impeached. Oh, no. he Well, he won't be impeached. I don't think the Republicans... It would take... It would take the Republicans... It would take a, it would take a gigantic act for them to do that. Because you ask... I wonder if the question is now, like, if Watergate, the exact... Mm-hmm. If the exact actions of Watergate, the exact timeline were to happen today, would no. Nixon been impeached? No, because they just don't do that anymore because they somehow... Both sides can do that. They can shove away responsibility so easily. But the Republicans are incredibly good at that. Like, they, they pretend yesterday never happened, and then tomorrow is is totally malleable, and if it doesn't go their way, it never happened again. Keep on. Party um, of family values. Yeah, yeah, but not... But, but, Except when you pee on, have prostitutes pee on each other. Yeah. I don't know. Is that real? I have no idea. I don't really like to get into that so much. Like, And honestly, and here's the thing, and here's the thing. We're Donald, Trump, <laughs> Donald Trump has never, in my opinion, portrayed himself as the family values vote of president, in my opinion. Like, no. he may have said he has, but he's never portrayed himself the You're way right. that people who sit in the Senate have. But that's that's the issue, is that he represents that party of fam, quote-unquote family values. He represents them, but his, his actions, like, if he wants to do that, if he wants to get in some water sports, fine. You know, I, I I just that that part of it doesn't matter to me because because the family values argument, we're seeing the slow and steady race win, mm-hmm. which is families are everybody, whether they're single parents, two parents, two men, two women, transgender, whatever. Yeah. You know, whatever whatever. Well, that's helps it. Helps and educates our children to be better people. That's but- family. I, I agree with you, but that's not the definition that that party's using. I, and I totally understand that, but, I, but my point is that to attack them for hypocrisy on the family value side has never won anything. It does Because they, they don't care. It just has to take getting them out of office. Yep. And putting good people in office. Getting stuff done. Good, good, good people. Good people. Even on both sides of the aisle. Some good people on both sides of the aisle. You know, I think there are... I, I'm not. I I I don't think it's off base to say I lean left, mm-hmm. but I'm willing to admit that there are definitely good people on both sides of the aisle. I agree with that, but I can't think of uh, elected people who are. I know good Republicans and good conservatives who yeah. despise their party right now. Yeah. Uh, I know good. I know liberals who maybe want to tear my hair out. I know who you're talking about. Do you? I think so. Okay. We're talking about you, Mom. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jackie Buck. But yeah, I mean, it just. But as far as elected office goes, that's a different thing. But Mm -hmm. the point is, is that uh, Bart did not win the election. No, he didn't. Because they forgot to vote. Yeah, his base was weak. His base was non existent. Bart didn't even vote. Oh, yeah, he didn't. What a dumb Nobody dumb. voted for Bart. And what an idiot. I two love, votes. I love that. I demand a recount. Okay, one, one vote for Martin, two, two votes, votes for Martin. Martin. You want another recount? <laughs> uh, yeah. So in the end, Bart loses. And so does, and so does and Lisa. So, Lisa mm-hmm. loses, too. But she gains. Does she lose? I think so. Well, she loses Mr. Bergstrom, who's a big part of her life at that moment. But then she gains knowledge. 
the knowledge yeah. that she's got her pop. Yeah. And she gains the knowledge from her pop. Old pops. She, didn't get, she doesn't get... Old like, play to purple pops. <laughs> Marge does not come in and save the day on this one. No. Homer comes in and saves yep. all of the days. And what I like is that... Is at the end of the at the end of the episode, even like he, he, it's almost like he recognizes the fact that if this conversation goes any further, something gets screwed up. So let's just go to bed right now. Yep. And let me have this because he yep. fixes three three kids three kids problems and and he does them each in their own way. Like he he goes to Lisa with heartfelt emotion and connection and appeals to her on her level to make her feel better. He does it with Bart, but he doesn't do it in the way he does it with Lisa. He's He's appealing to Bart's sense of laziness and and rebellion, and makes him feel better. And then Maggie's just putting her putting her passy back in her mouth. Yeah. And and I love that he just comes out. All right, we're going to bed. Let's yep. see. And then switches off the lights, and that's it. And I love that ending because it's just because it's those endings are a lot like real life. Yeah. It's those days you struggle like to have those great endings that feel good. Yeah. And they're real. They're they're re- they're not just feel good. They're real good. Great. <laughs> Great. Can I just point out you're using the word love a lot with this uh, with this uh, specific television series. Old, old Iceman box back in town, chewing the ice. Yeah. Um, what what what's your gauge on it right now? On the show. Yeah. Man, you're gonna check in with me every time. Mm-hmm. We talk about this subject a lot on this show. Uh, Greg, do you love it yet? No. Uh, I don't. I enjoy it. On I a scale it. from 1 to 10, 10 being love it. 10 being the love you want me to feel. Yeah. And 1 being... 1 being Frasier. One being <laughs> <laughs> Frasier's a decent show. <laughs> 1 being clock in Right, it's somewhere between a decent show and super fan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I definitely put this show at like a five. Okay. Yeah. Um, we'll continue watching. Yes, of course we will. We'll continue doing the show as well. I mean, Good, because we. Uh, I was worried there for a moment that Greg didn't want to keep watching it. Oh, really? No, I wasn't at all. Oh. <laughs> and you're you're busy. I've been busy. Man, I thought we were having a moment here for your connection and and vulnerability. Yeah, this is uh, WTF with yeah. Greg and Tyler. I have to swear more. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Um, I just I just pooped my pants. <laughs> <laughs> we should just start, Bam. we should just start naming products we love as our sponsors. Mm. This episode is brought to you by Gosling's ginger beer and uh, Jim Beam Bourbon. Yeah, the refreshing zip of ginger, Gosling's. <laughs> the stinging zip of <laughs> beam. <laughs> Gosling's ginger beer. Gosling's. Far more exciting than Ryan. Mm. Yeah. Well, Greg. Well, Tyler. This has been an episode. I say we need. <laughs> is that a good thing? Yeah. No. This, that's <laughs> this my is purely, on. This is purely <laughs> an episode. This has been an. Episode. It has happened to us. Uh, it's good to be back. We're going to be putting out episodes on a regular basis again. We promise. Yep. And uh, if we do take any long breaks, we will tell you ahead of time because I've had people ask me. Oh yeah, I have but, too. But people, yeah, this was just this was totally unplanned. Just got real super busy. And listen, uh, we got we got stuff. Yeah, we got stuff, man. I'm busy. Tyler's busy. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be having guests. More yep. guests. And as we're well. going to be having uh, we're going to be having some more bigger guests. guests. Bigger yeah. guests too. I got we got some people in the. Pipeline, and uh, so yeah. Greg, anything coming up you wanna you wanna 
Uh, well, we got another cold pizza comedy at Jose's Barbershop coming up on March 19th. That's Which gonna is be featured, a, a damn hell good episode, uh, uh, comedy show. show. Wow. It's at Jose's Barbershop is where I work, and we're going to be having uh, Ryan Mason, who I have not worked with in a long time, mm-hmm. and I miss him. Yep. Uh, we're going to have Josh Ballou, Carly Mallison, and Dana Ehrman. And Dana, I'm just over the moon for. So funny. And maybe have another uh, comic on the on the on the show. We'll see. Yeah, I'm gonna drop by, <laughs> and he'll be watching from the audience. And uh, let's see. Uh, I'm happy to per- I'm happy to announce that I will be once again opening up for Hari Kondabolu in this time in Madison in April at the end of the month, uh, the 27th to the 29th, which is last weekend in April. Very excited because Hari is an amazing performer. And uh, just a, has become a friend, which is very, very humbling to say out loud. Uh, and yeah, I'll be doing that. And just uh, uh, laughing liberally, I'll be doing that show. Uh, I believe that's the seventeenth oh, yeah. of March. It's the, I believe it's the third Saturday. So uh, you can check that out at Comedy Sports. Actually, I'm sorry, it's the eighteenth of March. Is the laughing liberally show? It's the day after St. Patrick's Day, which would be great. Put on by uh, Matthew Filipovich who was on the ACLU, ACLU show with us, which, by the way, ACLU show we did, did fantastic. Yeah. Did a, raised a bunch of money. Raised a bunch of money, about 1000 bucks. Nate Craig came in there and killed it. Mm-hmm. And it was just, uh, I mean, people we had to turn people away, which was upsetting me to do that because I wanted them to see the show, but it had to happen. But if you want to come out and support another good cause, old Sweet Pickles over here. You're really going to make that happen, aren't you? Is... Yeah, it's happening. Uh, uh, I'm putting together a show. Can't you just be dill pickles? Sweet, sweet, sweet pickles. pickles are the worst. You know, when I look at you, sweet I think of you as pickles. a dill pickle because you're fantastic, and I want to eat you up every day of my life. Oh, thank you. Sweet pickles make me want to punch dogs. I like sweet pickles because they taste good on top of fresh fried chicken. Oh, oh! No, you little pickle slice on top. That's how they this do it. This episode myself. brought to you by Vomit. Will you let me promote my stuff, Greg? Okay. So if you want to, if you want to support, I'm proud to be an American. <laughs> <That'd> be good. <laughs> okay. If you want to support another good cause, uh, April seventh in Milwaukee, I'm producing oh. a show called The Book Report. That's my wife's birthday. Well, your wife, BB. BB. <laughs> BB. Uh, we love BB. We do. Um, yeah, the book report. Uh, performers will be performing humorous book reports, and all proceeds are going to go to literacy groups in the state of Wisconsin. Look at us doing good things. Doing We're good. so good. That was my goal for the year. Mm-hmm. My comedy goal was to do a benefit show nice. a month. So A month? I'm going to hit it. Holy mm-hmm. monkeys. So far, I've got January, February, March, and April. Oh. So I got, I'm a third of the way through. I've only done two this year. Well, actually, uh, I take that back. I only done one. I was thinking I was on that show. I'm not on that show. I've done one, and I'm fine with that because I'll probably do be doing another one later this year. But we'll find out about that later. I'll also be at Gilda's Laugh Fest, which is supports Gilda's Club, nice. which is I'm counting it because I'm performing there. Yeah, because it's Gilda and she yeah. rules. And yeah, Gilda is. Which I get, believe Gilda's Club is for cancer research. Yes, yeah, it's for cancer research. So, yeah, so I'll be doing See, that. gone for like 30 years. That's depressing as I'll get out. Yeah. Yep. Let's bring it back to laughs, okay, people? Okay, okay. so I'll Can do I... two shows in yep. Grand Rapids this nice. coming... Uh, March. In March 11th and 12th. Holy cow, or, that's coming up. Yep, so it's coming up. 
so yeah, I mean, it's uh, we got a lot of stuff coming up. You can you can find Tyler and myself at various social medias. You can find me at I Greg Bach. You can find Tyler at J, J Tyler, Tyler Men's. So you can find us at Instagram, Twitter. I can find me at the Snapchat where you can find me doing funny filters of my face. Um, and then also uh, you can f- get in touch with us through Gmail at Visitors Podcast. I'm sorry. Visitors Guide Podcast at gmail.com, which I need to bring up something right now. Mm-hmm. May I bring up something? Oh, our fan mail? Our fan mail. So, <laughs> uh, we got an email from a gentleman uh, from Australia. His name is Rory Markovic. Rory! Rory! Hey, Rory. What's up, Rory? So, Rory wrote an email to us. We don't check, we didn't check the email a lot. I, I now have it on my phone so I can see it every day. And I found an email from him from October of last year. And first of all, I'm (laughs) sorry. I am so sorry. Second of all, the email starts off with him being hypercritical and just basically (laughs) mean uh, about it. Like he's He's just breaking balls. He's totally, yeah, totally. The bulls have been broken. And I'm like, wow, just this guy's kind of a jerk. Like he took time to be mean. And then the thing at the end, P.S., belay all that. I really love the show and can't wait for more episodes. So in my like head, I'm like, I want to write him back and be fun. And I think the email I may have wrote him was kind of, well, I said, yeah, I wrote him like a choose your own adventure email, which is basically if you meant what you said that you didn't like the show, everything I was saying critical of you, take that. If you like the show, everything I was saying nice, take that. Basically, Rory, what I'm trying to say is, Thank you for the email. Even if you don't like the show, you took the time to reach out to us. Also, and, thank you for listening. And thank you for listening. You're fantastic. And hey, maybe one day our paths will cross, either by way of you being here or us being there or, you know, electronically. Who knows? You could be a guest on this show. And Rory, let me oh tell you gosh. one thing. If you like the show, go ahead and give us a five-star review. If you don't like the show, you can review Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast with one star. And give him one star as if it was our podcast. So. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, uh, this podcast, uh, you know, is catching on all over the world. We've got an Australian listener. Hopefully he's still listening. Well, we're gonna, we'll, we'll email him this <laughs> episode and yeah. say, hey, we talked about you. Yeah. We're talking about you, Roar. Roar. Roar Shack. Roar. You're more important than you know, Roar. Well, with that said... And you can find us on Tumblr. Yep, Tumblr. I was, uh, a, a last word. Uh, let's see. Let's, let's, do, yes, let's do a last word. Uh, we're going to... Okay, last word. Okay, so are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Uh, uh, Nerdstrom. Cowboy. That was good. <laughs>